Morning, everyone. Welcome to this Wednesday morning. And as always, on Wednesday, we look through Sunday's sermon. And on Sunday, I preached from John chapter 2. I'd like to read the text from verse 13, fairly well-known text, Jesus throwing the money changers out of the temple. and says, When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. And so he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for my father's house will consume you. The, dis- the Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you're going to raise it in three days? But the temple he'd spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. And so there's a few thoughts that I spoke about on Sunday from this. But there was one thought I didn't mention. I'd like to just kind of kick it off with this thought. It starts off by saying when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And friends, Scripture is very clear that we ourselves now uh, in this uh, new covenant are, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's funny how God has grace for a season for us of dealing with things and working through stuff. Jesus knew the whole time the stuff was going on, but there came a moment where Jesus went up to the temple and threw stuff out. And I think sometimes talking to Christians, um, uh, we can think that because God's not doing something about it now or dealing with something in our lives right now, that he's okay with it. But I think we have to be very careful not to mix um, God's grace where he's giving us space to repent and to change with God giving us a thumbs up and saying that sin's okay. And there is a reckoning for all of us, friends, and and we need to be working with the Holy Spirit Um, because there does come a time when Jesus comes and he begins to overturn things and overthrow things. And I think it's when we live far from God and we get used to this um, kind of lukewarm Christian living where we are far from God, when Jesus closes the gap and comes to the temple to do uh, what he's going to do, it can be quite offensive to us and it can be like, what on earth is going on? And, and we, we deal with all this stuff um, and emotion and, 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 like I said, offense. But if we're walking closely with Jesus, he's the one who's constantly bringing the change and pointing out the things in our world. And so I think this picture is a beautiful picture of Jesus coming and um, he's not doing it out of hatred. He's not doing it out of anything like that, but the temple had a specific purpose. And it's very easy for us as Christians sometimes to forget the purpose for which God has called us to. The fact is we are meant to be those who are able to be a light and life to the world, much like the temple was, that people could go there and find God and and, and find meaning um, in their relationship with God. And uh, the church is meant to be that to the world, that people are able to come and as we speak to them, we can introduce them to Jesus and our lives become like that fragrance to people that they're like, wow, there's life here. And these, with their relationship or what these people have is very, very real. And so we spoke about on Sunday, the second quick thing is that Jesus is always in the process of overturning tables in our lives. And I think it's something we need to get used to as Christians. Jesus is never at peace. There is no, um, there is nothing that synchronizes between me and Jesus. There is nothing about me where Jesus comes and he goes, oh, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay, but that day I need to change. Jesus comes to us, and Scripture is very clear that we've been crucified with Christ, that Jesus comes and says, all of you has to die. And 
I think we sometimes we can struggle with that, that when Jesus arrives, he's just like, I'm, I'm wiping everything out and starting from scratch. That's why he's constantly overturning the tables. And I think to predetermine beforehand, God, whatever you want to do in my life and however you want to do it, I'm open to that. I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm not going to hold on to the things that I feel comfortable with, my comfy blankets. So that's a big thing. That And Jesus often uses people in circumstance. We've spoken about this before, where God challenges us on stuff which... Um, perhaps we become comfortable with it over time and Jesus comes and he challenges us on those things. Um, and we have a choice as to what to do with it. You know, um, He's constantly looking to transform us into the image. God's looking to transform us into the image of his son Jesus so that we can be light and life to the world. So God's always on the move and he's always looking to overthrow the tables. And so I think it's something we need to get used to and settle before the fact it's very difficult to settle it while the tables are being turned over. But if we can say before, Lord, here's my life. You can do with do with it what you want. Then when he starts t- turning over the tables, you know, it's a little bit a little bit easier to deal with. Not easy, but a little bit easier. And then the last thing out of this text is where Jesus said, "Wipe out this temple, tear down this temple, and I'll rebuild it in three days." And they say, "Yeah, but it took forty six years to build." Um, and Jesus was obviously talking about his body, how he was resurrected. But friends, I've seen something incredible that if we do submit to Jesus and we do lay our lives down and say, Lord, do what you want, the years of hard work and toil and um, doing things in our own strength, stuff that would have taken 46 years, can literally take three days. That God, he, when he rebuilds and restores, it's the most ridiculous rate how he can return things to us and rebuild and make things incredible and, and give us space and give us authority in the things for his kingdom's sake, not for our sake. And I do think that the um, a powerless church that's not living in the power of the Holy Spirit, walking with Jesus, speaking to Jesus, being close to him, a church that's got used to just doing business themselves and doing our own thing and getting on with our own stuff, it's going to take us 46 years or tons of time to kind of build anything substantial. Um, I'm not talking physical building. I'm talking about building in people's lives and stuff that lasts the real things. But it's amazing when we submit to God and say, Lord, do what you want to do. He just quickly, things start to change in life. Stuff that we've been struggling with for years, he quickly brings healing. Things that, have, that we've wrestled with over time, quickly he brings healing. And so we begin to lean on him. So can I encourage us out of this text that, Let's not live far from Jesus. I mean, it sounds like an obvious statement, but let's keep inviting him in. Before he comes in, at his own time, whenever he wants to turn over the tables, invite him in, Lord, come and do whatever you want to do in my life. Lord, do and move and overthrow and rebuild whatever you want to do. Um, And let's see the church begin to become that powerhouse that God has created us to be as we begin to love and care for and bring an answer to a dying world. Can't wait to see you guys later on in the week.